there, friends, and welcome back to another episode of Thanks Morris. I am Marie, the SLP, and we're switching things up on the podcast today. I have Lauren Gius back with me for this one, but we're not talking about speech therapy. Well, maybe a little bit will slip in, but we are going to be sharing our mutual love for all things Harry Potter. Uh, We're having a Harry Potter conversation. So consider this like a book club chat, if you will. We're just going to talk and have some fun um, over something that we've connected with outside of our world as speech pathologists. So enjoy the conversation and, you know, I'll leave you with a question. Who's your favorite Harry Potter character? All right, let's talk Harry Potter. Hi, Lauren. I've never been more excited about a topic ever. You know, like I was excited to talk about speech stuff, but then when we had this idea, it makes me so happy to talk about something that I love more than speech, (laughs) more than food, more than anything. Right? No, it's fun. And it's fun too to like get out of our speech brains in the middle of the week. It's a Wednesday. Like we just both got done with work and we can just have a fun conversation about something a little bit different. And I feel like my brain has been very speech heavy this week. So it's nice like to have a real break. Yeah. And it, it's nice to just be able to talk about something so freely without like using that part of your brain. It's like, no, this is just, it, it's easy. It's going to flow really nicely. I'm not going to have to think about like all the different pieces and parts and yeah, yeah I'm excited. Me too. And though you can't see it, we are both Wearing our peachy speechy Wingardium Leviosa, so like a little speech. Yeah, there is a little speech, but it's totally themed. Um, I know, and so this video is also recording, so there's a really great chance that I'm going to post this to YouTube, because why not? And you're already on my YouTube, so people will know you. This is true. <laughs> I feel um, like famous. What? I feel like the chosen one. <laughs> You just like the recurring. <laughs> We're back with Lauren. <laughs> the recurring guest. I should just be like your co-host every yeah, week. Yeah, I know, huh? <laughs> Special co-host, Lauren. Um, I mean, hey, we could do we could do very frequent things. I'm not opposed to it. We have fun. I have nothing else going on, right? We we're not busy or anything. No, work doesn't. <laughs> Meh. Who cares? <laughs> well, we were just discovering our back, yes, our wizarding world profiles that we both started probably a very long time ago. Yeah, so I can't even. So we were just talking, and um, we're both logged in now to yeah. what is it, wizardingworld.com. <laughs> Which, if you are a Harry Potter person, you probably know about it, or if you don't, it's quite fun. It's very, it's like a good introduction into the world. You get to pick your, get sorted into the house. Right. You get to know your Patronus. You get to talk, look at all the characters. Sometimes there's even like bonus stuff, which is kind of fun. Like mm-hmm. little tidbits of this world that to me is so crazy that her brain has made up. Yeah. Like a literal world of things. Right. You know what was really is really interesting to me on the Wizarding World? I know you actually have ones. Um, <laughs> I don't have a physical one. Yep, she's got it right there. But I have, that was like my favorite part on here is figuring out which, which wand I got. Um, and then learning about like what the different materials in each wand, like what they do and what they represent. And I was like, like, who thinks of this? Who thinks of like a phoenix feather? 
geniuses. It's, I love it. It's so interesting. And there's so many backstories. Like you said, those details are just so fun. Well, and I think like, I don't know if it was this way for you, but when I read stories like this, because this was probably the first book series that I read as a kid. Me too. It's very immersive, right? You, you know, I read the Babysitter's Club and all the, you know, the Gossip Girl books. Like we read those, but this was the first time you could actually watch the movies and and go to a place that actually has the sets and you get to learn all these different pieces and parts and really be a part of the world. Yeah. And that to me as a kid was so fun. It was an escape place. I, I could Yes, and that's exactly it. That's why I decided cuz I started rereading them as soon as like we were all in quarantine and I think part of my desire to read those books cuz I love to read um, and I, you know, could have read anything or could have read things I had never read before, but I really wanted something that was going to be kind of, you know, an escape into something more magical. And for me, when I first, when I read the first book, I was in third grade, I think, um, I think that's when it came out and my mom got it. I think they had like a quick sale on it at Costco. My mom came home with it one day and I was like, okay. And she's like, no, it's supposed to be this really good book. I heard about it. Da, da, da. And I loved to read. So she's like, you could read it. And I'm looking at it like, this is a huge book. Um, now you look at the first one and you're like, wow, that's not actually as big as I thought. It I know was. now after like the seventh one or whatever. Oh my gosh. But I, so like, I was like, okay. And then I got um, the flu and I was sick for two weeks. And my mom and I read that every night. And that's, that's my first experience with Harry Potter. It was it, like, I forgot I had the flu when I was reading it, you know? And so, um, I think that just provided me that like little escape and, um, and even just like creative inspiration and all kinds of things. It's just so many good uh, aspects of these books that. Have you ever listened to the books on tape? No, but I've heard it's amazing. So that to me, now that I'm like thinking about like my first experience with Harry Potter, I actually think it was long car rides with my siblings and we put it in and the voice is just incredible yeah and he does all the different voices of all the different characters and it was the first time really I'd heard a story told that way right where each person has a different personality and I think that's yeah. you know, something that's missing sometimes when we when we read straight to kids it's like wait you need to make it a little bit more personal creative and fun yeah it, exactly now those that sounds so fun. The books, the books on tape. Um, and I loved to, one of the things I loved, I remember thinking this when I first, when I saw the first movie, um, which I don't remember how long after the first book came out. It was a little while, but I remember watching that movie and being so amazed every, like every new character that popped up, every um, location they went to, it looked exactly as I pictured it. Like, that was crazy to me because I'd always seen movies after reading books. That was always a thing that we loved to do when I was growing up and it never looked the same. And it was always kind of a letdown. And this was the first time where I was like, that's how I pictured Hermione. Totally. Like, you when know, that's how she sounded in my brain when I read it to myself. It was just so cool. I think too that I, even to this day, like when I rewatch it, the scene where they're in the boats, like going to the castle and you like see it emerge emotional like you just can't think about it because you're like that's the place where I wish I could have been for my childhood minus all of the crazy things that happened and the I know 
the villains and the, the, you know, that piece of it, but just, you know, an escape place, a safe place, a, a warm home is like the first two, two movies really create that. It's like, this is a warm, yeah. safe place for someone to be. Exactly. But, no, I, I love it. Yeah. Oh, I could talk about it forever. I know. I know. Well, we could, I guess a starting point, we kind of talked about this at the end of the podcast you were on with me um, at, by the time this comes out a couple weeks ago, but um, you, we talked about our favorite books. So I guess we could just review that and talk about those. If, I don't know if you want to go and tell your favorite. Oh, you can go first. Okay. Well, I think, and I think we, you already know this, but my favorite is between three and four. Um, I think three was there was like a, there were so many pivotal moments in, in book three that was re- they were really interesting to me. And I just think you got to see a lot more. One, you got to see a lot more of like how the characters would be in the future. Um, but then you also just learn more of a backstory to, you know, just Harry Potter's life. And you're like, okay, like some things like, you're like, oh, that makes sense a little bit more. I don't know. It was just a lot of connections got made. And then for the way it's written to me, like the details and all the imagery and stuff were so like captivating. (laughs) And that's the same way I feel like that under like the second task in the Triwizard Tournament is by far my favorite moment of that entire book where you're just like, I am in the lake. I am there. I'm with him. Like we are there (laughs) together. Um, but to just like four was such a pivotal moment too. Like, yeah, that's when the downturn started to happen was the first time we'd seen real violence in the, in the books. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was a real threat. You know, there's this looming, oh, this person that we're hearing about that's evil, but he's not real. And then you're like, oh man, like this is real. Yeah. He back. (laughs) No matter how many times they say he's not back, he back. He back. Um, yeah, and I think I'm trying to remember if I watched for this like in the last few months or if I just read it. Like I can't even remember because there's so many like you you can visualize it so well when you read it. Right. Um but it when I reread it, because it'd been 10 years maybe since I even like re- recalled the story like of, of the fourth book. And when I read it, um, a couple months ago, I was like, oh man, this is, it's actually pretty intense. And I can't believe I was like a fifth grader or sixth grader when I was reading this. <laughs> and that it didn't keep us up at night. Like sometimes I know the, the themes that were present in those books and that it didn't make me, it was a suspense. It was a suspense before suspense novels came out, it feels like, or yeah. we were aware of them. They probably existed, but. Yeah, yeah. sure. The yeah. third book to me too is like this, the change of hope for him, like the introduction of Sirius Black as this parental figure yeah. and just feel like finally something's going to go right for this kid. He's finally, and then he just doesn't. <laughs> I know. Then he's gone again. Um, yeah, I, I think Sirius Black for a while was one of my favorite characters because of that, because of the sense of hope that he um, brought to the whole series and for everybody to kind of like, because even in book four, you know, every time Harry's looking for a letter from him or something like, or the owls come through, he's like, you know, 
super excited. And then there's always, there's just this letdown and you're reading it and you're like, oh my gosh. <laughs> like, why isn't he just there? Why can't he just be present? Yeah. Just, just, yeah. just put your dog outfit back on. Um, I feel like too, is that sense of family. He, he was searching for it so strongly, mm-hmm. but then you realize that he had it the whole time, you know, his friends are, his yeah. family, which I think now in quarantine, we kind of feel the same way. Like, yeah, we're missing our chosen families of the people who we are able to see. And so right? we are Harry Potter stuck under that cupboard right now. We are. No, I remember reading the second, like when I was rereading, cause I've only so far, I've only reread the first four and then life got busy again. But, um, when I was reading the second one, when he's like back at home and, or not at home, but at home. And, um, you know, he's like thinking about his friends. I'm like, Oh yeah, this is like me right now. And it actually prompted me to get out and like get it started on writing letters to my friends. So I wrote my best friends some letters because I was like, yeah, I don't know what else to do. I love that. <laughs> I did. My brother-in-law actually got me like an embossing set, like a Harry Potter oh. embossing set with like the wax and everything. Yeah. Um, I should pull those out now. What a good opportunity to use it. I know. Just write some letters. I feel like this is how 2020 is gonna go for like the rest of the next few months anyways we got time I wish I had an owl to deliver them though it was probably it would probably be more reliable than the post office these days I know I know so sad I know uh, well we also were talking about wizarding world because there's so many so much good information on there that we forgot about a little bit <laughs> one thing we don't forget about is the fact that we are both Hufflepuffs we are we just learned this I think that's so funny, but it's like, I'm not that surprised. Um, (laughs) uh, but yeah, I love, and I was telling Lauren that right before, or, um, right before I started recording this, when I first found out I was a Hufflepuff, I was not happy about it. I thought I was like a true Gryffindor, you know, but maybe I'm just not brave enough. (laughs) But, um, as I've like settled into being a Hufflepuff, I'm very okay with it. Well, and I was telling you too that, you know, right when this all started, I was probably a freshman in college and we all took the test all together and you had mentioned that you took it with a group of people as well. And mm-hmm. um, I was furious when I was <laughs> a Hufflepuff because it's the one that no one wants to be, right? But if you mm-hmm. really, I think if people really look down, deep down inside themselves, there's a lot more Hufflepuffs in this world than they would like to admit. Or this world needs more Hufflepuffs because let me see if I can find it. But there is like there they have like the top three traits of every house. Oh no, it's in the books. That's where it is. Because I remember t- sending a picture to my boyfriend after like we'd done the tests and stuff, and then I sent a picture and I was like, um, "This is what a Hufflepuff is." I'm like, "I'm so f- I'm fine with it because I think they're like loyal, they're like caring. kind, natured, caring, and things like that." And I'm like, "Okay." I think that's pretty awesome. Like, seems pretty on point for yeah. Like, I'll take it. Personalities. But, yeah. So you thought you were supposed to be a Gryffindor, and I thought I was supposed to be a Ravenclaw. Mm-hmm. So we are both true, one hundred percent Hufflepuffs. That's it's fine with me. Fine with me. I just and it's funny because my boyfriend's brother's a Slytherin. <laughs> But it's funny. He's like so proud of it. He's fine with it. Um, and yeah, so we're just, we're all like in different houses and it's kind of fun. Cause it's like, I could see it. Like I could see where, why we're all 
why we test it that way. Because it is. I used to play this game too, where I could identify what a person was before they took the test. That's a fun game to play. It's like now I'm, you know, you get in tune with, "Mm, no, I know your personality and I can tell what you are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Your true nature. Yeah. Yeah. talking about too like the thing about this website is that it provides like a lot of information that you wouldn't get you know there's millions of sorting tests on the internet and there's you know all these different buzzfeed quizzes you can take about harry potter but one of the best things was about the wands yes i love the wands i'm gonna i'm gonna pull that up right now um do you have your wand ready to go lauren i i do have my wand let's see I'm trying to find the description. Oh, well. Mine is a maple wood with a unicorn hair core, 12 and a quarter inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. Okay. I am a cherry wood with a phoenix feather core, 10 inches, and slightly yielding flexibility. I like the cherry wood. That's kind of fun. No, I'm the only one so far out of the people I've talked to that has cherry wood. <laughs> that is, see, that's kind of cool, the uniqueness. And the phoenix feather, that's kind of unique too. Yeah, I know. I was excited about that because the phoenix is like, I've always loved the, um, like all the stories behind like what a phoenix represents and everything. And um then when I got sorted into, or when this wand came up and I saw there was a phoenix feather, I was like, oh, so perfect. And then it, I think the phoenix is like one of my favorite characters in the book series. <laughs> like, It's just like, oh yeah, he's here to save the day again. So. Box. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a good one. I don't know if I have a favorite creature. Yeah. Good thing to figure out. Like, I don't think I've ever thought about that. Part yeah. Because the- what there's there's the phoenix, there's mm-hmm. the hippogriff, hippogriff. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of creatures. Um there's Fang. Fang. Fluffy. <laughs> yes. Aragog, the spider. The spider. Which I'll choose that one. Scary. Scary, but like that was. I don't know what it was about the, I'm not, I'm not like, I'm a weird person. I don't mind spiders. So it doesn't scare me to watch that or like think about that. And when I remember reading that, I was like, that's just so interesting. Like, I don't know. I just thought it was so interesting. Um, what else? The centaurs. Oh, the centaurs. Yeah. The the basilisk. Oh yeah. There's the mermaids. Mermaids. I would maybe pick the unicorns, but that feels very cliche. Yeah, but the, they're they're cool. Majestic. They are. They are majestic. I do love the owls. Yeah, I th- that whole piece of the the books and the stories just you never look at owls the same way. You know, there every time you see an owl, I'm always gonna relate that to Harry Potter. Exactly. That and and my grandma for me, <laughs> my grandma apparently really loved owls. Um, when I was little, I liked them. There was something about them that like I liked when I saw pictures. Apparently, this is according to my mom. But um, my grandma painted, and she there's so many paintings that she's done of owls that 
you know, my mom has shown me over the years. And maybe that's why I like them because my mom would hang her paintings in our house. And so I don't know. But I have actually like had a lot of experiences like driving or whatever when I see owls fly over my car or I've seen them like land on the roof across the street or whatever. So it's been, I'm always like, oh, it's like magical. Like something magic is happening. You know, I get so, and then because I have- feel like I'm talking to Harry Potter right now. <laughs> no. I have a really unique wand and you see owls mm-hmm. nearby. <laughs> no, but I always have, and like my mom has always been like, oh, it's like your grandma saying hi. And I'm like, yeah. But then I also have like the influence of Harry Potter where I'm like, somebody coming to get me for Hogwarts? <laughs> like, is it my turn? I'm ready to go. Where I'm are you? Anyone yeah. wants to take me out of this? Let's I'll, go. <laughs> I'll take it. Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's always so. I so actually cool. love that. that like association with people too. That's kind of really nice. Yeah. No. Exactly. Okay. Let's talk about the Patronus. I know you don't like yours. No. But <laughs> did you do you see what yours is now? Or do we have the same one? We don't have the exact same. I'm a calico cat. Oh, and I'm a tortoise shell cat. But I have my my cat is a tortoise shell cat. So I love oh, tortoise shell cats. It's not that I'm against cats. I'm no, just, I know. <laughs> I person, so I was a little disappointed with what I, well, I secretly wanted a penguin. I don't think that's an option oh. for Patronuses because I am a penguin, like in real life. That's how I feel. <laughs> so I just felt like that wasn't the, or a sloth. I feel like that was the other one that sometimes I feel like I. <laughs> I love sloths. They're the most underrated creatures. They are so underrated. The other day, where what was I doing? It was just super hot. And my boyfriend and I were working out. And I swear we were moving so slow. Everything just felt slow. And I was just like, I was like, let's just, you know, let's pretend we're sloths. We might as well. Like I just, everything, like, and then we went to make dinner and it was just like, Oh, and I, but I was like, this is kind of funny. Like we're just in a moment where we're just like slow moving. And I was like, see, like the sloth brings us so many great, you know, uh, teachings of like slowing down. It's like, just relax. Oh, we had fun. Yeah. But I accept my feet just like as a Hufflepuff, you have to accept what it means. So it means I'm agile. Like, what do you think of it? cat Patronus means for us? Well, I think cats are, they're like clever. Um, I'm trying to remember. I can't find, I can't pull up my descriptions. Yeah. It's weird on the website. It does not have a description. If you go, I think on the app, it's like better, better. I'm, I'm trying to pull it up, but anyways, but I mean, I've always known like just in life, like the symbol of a cat is kind of like that very loyal. Um, and I don't know, I, I am, I love cats because I like that they're kind of independent and they, like, they come to you when they need you, but then they're like, okay, I don't need too much. Like, my cat is very, she, she likes affection. She really does. She's a people cat. But at the same time, if she doesn't like you, like, she kind of lets you know. And not that I do that or you would do that, but you know, but like at the same time, it's like, if you don't like a situation, maybe you're just less 
you're just like, okay, I'm not gonna do that again, you know? And I think as I get older, that happens way more often. Oh yeah, me too. I feel like as I get older, I'm starting to, like, what is the point of putting myself in a situation that I'm not going to enjoy or be with people that I'm not getting a good vibe from? There's no point versus when I was younger, it's like, but I need tons of friends and I need to love me. And now I'm just not. So maybe you're right. That does feel like an apt description of myself. And that's, I would say like pretty, pretty similar to me as I've gotten like in the last probably like three to five years, I've just been like, if it doesn't bring me joy, like obviously I'm going to put others first in a time of like in their time of need and stuff. But I also have been very, um, particular about what brings me joy and what I truly know to bring me joy. And then I've been like very conscious of like when I need to put myself first, um, and practicing that like self-love and just saying no, like setting up boundaries in certain things. So I definitely think condoing your own life, not just your, your house, but the whole life. Oh, my house is not, (laughs) I don't care. And that's what I think I love about Harry Potter is like in those moments where I feel like I just need something for myself, I always go to, I'm going to read a couple chapters or I'm going to watch the first movie or I'm, you know, whenever I'm sick or I'm having a bad day, it's the first thing I go to that I know is going to bring that like innate child joy. It's like you remember that you read the story or the first time you read the books or, or read, watch the movies or, you know, the first time you found out you're a Hufflepuff. (laughs) Exactly. No, you just, it just brings you back and it is, it is like an escape. And it's weird because it's one of those series where at least for me, and I'm sure many people, but it's like, no matter how many times you reread the books, they kind of always feel new every time you read them. Like, like you remember, there's so many small details that yeah. you, you reread it and you see something new or you remember a piece that's new mm-hmm. um, or characters. There's so many different characters. Yeah. Animals and potions and spells and all these different things. Yeah. You know, there are lots of details. Lots of details. Okay. Let's see. Nope. Oh, learn more about no okay it's not giving me any details on my app but i thought it would um okay so remind me who your favorite character is i said neville longbottom oh that's right yeah like not just because the character had a or had a major glow up i know um but just you know the piece of the fact that he kind of got the short end of the stick he wasn't really a part of that main group but he was so strong and he fought for them and he was so loyal to them right just to persevere through his parents situation and you know the fact that he was kind of off to the side a little bit gangly a little bit dorky um and that he just wanted to be there to escape. He also was escaping a pretty rough childhood situation. Yeah. Um, and it wasn't easy for him. He was made fun of a lot. And I think a lot of us identify from that perspective of, you know, when we're kids, people are mean. And for him, he just was looking for friends and love and yeah. And he gets it and he becomes a total bad A. 
<laughs> yeah. No, I I would totally agree. And it it always was interesting to me reading it. I'm like, how come he's not the main character? Well, like thought about that that it could have been him with the prophecy. You know, it could have been Neville. Yeah. Main character. Yeah. I don't know. But he is he's a great character. And in the movies, the actor that played him just did such a great job mm-hmm. of um I don't know. He just he just really took on they all did took on the books and and the characters she first laid out for us. But um I just I loved how true to him they kept the movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, so and her mommy, obviously, because, like, girl power, and she's oh, yeah. so smart, and, so, like, me as a T, like, I would just, if I could describe myself as a book character ever, it would be Hermione. Just right. Just really brainy, and always trying to solve the problem, and just pushing the boys out of the way and say, let me do it, because you're going to mess this up. Right. Still kind of feel that way. <laughs> I Oh, totally, totally. I think I've let go of some of my, like, perfectionism stuff some areas not all areas but I definitely used to be way more like her and get hung up on like little details and stuff which but it's funny because if you watch through the series like or through the books and stuff like she lets go of stuff like it's very obvious by the last um the last book like I mean she who she ends up with I'm like (laughs) so that was a good option (laughs) I know I had my issues with that, but. And remind me of your favorite character. I said Snape was one of them. Yeah, he, because he just, like, kind of like Neville, where he, um, he had a hard life. He had a lot, and, and to me, he was the most, it was like, human, because he made some bad decisions, got in with the wrong crowd, um, and was kind of in this situation where he had to learn from that and had to, um, not necessarily like that he had to prove himself, but that he was so determined to, to, you know, not fall back into that and to do the things. But, but you see him be so human through it. You see him get so like irritated with, you know, Harry and all of them. You see him um, still, you know, kind of um, supporting the Malfoy family in his own way and like looking for their approval in certain parts of the series. And that's very human to me. And I'm just like, yeah, we, you know, we forget sometimes like, who we should be looking up to. But in the end, who, like, it comes back to him, like, putting somebody else first. Um, And and I think a lot of his person, like, that roughness and that kind of coldness that you see from him, I can only imagine how I would feel if I watched the love of my life live a life with somebody else who tormented me as a child. And that lived this perfect, wonderfully celebrated life and as a constant reminder of, mm, that should have been me, or yeah. why wasn't I good enough? Yeah. You know, I think I would be pretty cold too. Yeah. And the fact that he still like protects Harry without, yeah. like, it's almost like very humble. <laughs> like, Hopeless, right. Totally. You no, know, because 
he could totally be like, yes, Harry, like I saved you out, you know, from falling off your broomstick in front of, you know, Dumbledore and get more approval from the headmaster and stuff. But he doesn't. He just is very low key. And even when they're accusing him of being the one that, you know, was kind of stirring up trouble, he just, he doesn't ignore it. He's got his kind of play by the rules mentality too, which, you know, back to Hermione, I I can I can get on board with sometimes because that's how I can be. Um, it's just, I don't know. He's a fun character to, to really get to know through. The scene for me that like reminds me of that in the movies is when, you know, they're all, Harry's co- snuck back into the castle and, mm-hmm. and McGonagall fires a spell at him and he deflects it, but hits the two Death Eaters behind him so that they fly out the window. It's like, he's protecting the school in his own way. He never falters in his position of protecting his loyal he is the most loyal even though it seems like he's not he really is yeah exactly so it's very interesting and I was telling you in the last the last time we talked about this like I know it's controversial like Totally. I know people are like really that's your favorite I mean I have I I love them I love Hagrid um he's Yeah. yeah but I just when it comes to like I love character arches. I love seeing that in different movies and other books that I read. And so my favorites are always the one where you see this like huge arch of growth and, and just not even growth, but that you see into their life a little bit more every, with, with every book you read, which is really cool. Of his character, I feel like is the most profound. Mm -hmm. It's just, you never know. There was literally a whole movement of, is he good? Is he bad? People couldn't figure it out. And that was kind of so cool that you as a reader were getting all of this information. It was still so complex that you had no idea. (laughs) No, no, he is, he is pretty awesome. But again, so many great characters. So, so many great characters, so many great movies, books potions yeah all the things what would be the one food item from the harry potter universe that you would want to eat that's a really good question and i can't why can't i remember what it is right now um describe it or i'm gonna speech therapy describe it right semantic mapping um it's the pumpkin one pumpkin pasties yeah, probably. The one where they're eating in the fourth book when they find all the house elves. Is that the fourth book or the third book? When they, when the, they go into the, the fourth. The I fourth think. when they go into the kitchen yes. and the, they're like, and Harry and Ron are like putting stuff in their pockets. I think that is pumpkin pasty. Okay, that's what I would choose. Ooh, that's a good one. How about you? I would say either... A chocolate frog. Ooh. <laughs> or butterbeer. Oh, yeah. Butterbeer. That's another one. So to eat a feast in the Great Hall would be so, like, just having food appear in front of you and have it be so right? delicious. My dream. I know. That was really interesting to me, too, in the fourth book when you fi- figure out that it's not just, like, boom, it's poof, it's there, right? It's not just conjured up with a spell. It's actually like prepared like normal, you know, muggle food would be. It's just the way that it's presented is magic. 
right. which is really cool to me. You can actually eat. So I don't know if you've ever done this, but I went to London and did the the studio tour, which oh. if I, if there are any Harry Potter nerds out there, when we can travel again, highly recommend. They say you can be there for two hours. I was there for six. <laughs> it's so fun that they do this thing at Christmas where you can go and celebrate Christmas in the Great Hall. They decorate it. Their food is all there. So that's on my bucket list. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That would be amazing. And I think that would be the time, like if I were to go to Hogwarts and, you know, the real Hogwarts, um, I'd want to go during Christmas time. The studio or the, um, the Wizarding World at Universal Studios is pretty fun too at Christmas time. Yeah. You live down there. Have you been? I do. No, I've never been to the Wizarding World because I had annual passes to Universal Studios right before it opened, and then my passes expired. So I was like, okay, like one day, but I haven't been, and you know, I had all kinds of free time to go during COVID, but it was closed. So my brother has been, and he says it's amazing. So hopefully I can go. Honestly, the rides are completely nauseating. Like it is like not enjoyable at all, but like walking through the castle. Oh yeah. Fun. And then just like the whole Hogsmeade place. They do um, a wand ceremony in Ollivanders, which I got chosen for. Not sure how I was feeling that, but it was like the best moment of my life. Huh. Yeah. But it is a really cool experience. It's just like a little glimmer again, like this hope of, oh, this is what it would have been like or yeah. able to do it. But yeah, I highly recommend when things open up. And Yeah. No, that's something that I'll definitely get to. Because, yeah, I'm super close. I live, you know, 40 minutes away. Um, and, yeah, maybe I can plan something when it opens up again. We'll see. I'm sure people will be, like, flocking there. Like, you know, to the, the places they haven't been. 100%. I can only imagine what the one in Florida looks like right now because I think it is. Open. Oh, is it open? Mm-hmm. Oh, goodness. Well, Disney World is open, I think, out there. I mean, it makes me a little nervous, but crowds already make me nervous. Right. I already don't like people. So, <laughs> so it's like, that's, and that's why we're cats. That's why our patron <laughs> back to why we're both cats. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. No, 100%. I just, I can't talk about how much, if people are listening and they haven't read the series, they need to immediately, yeah. even as an adult, like, those stories aren't just for kids. They're for everybody. No. And, and really, like I said, like I could read them so many times and I'm, I'm still just as invested in the story. I think as I get older, because things one, like you said, like you don't, you miss details or whatever, but I think as you get older, like you've had more life experience, things make sense. That's why now I can say like, I really love the character Snape. But if you'd asked me that 10 years ago, I would have been like Hermione or Hagrid or something or Dumbledore. Like, you know, when I was 10, it was all about Dumbledore. But now it's like, I get more about life. (laughs) So things in the story, like I can see more into JK Rowling's adult brain and like how she maybe thought of certain things because of her life experience. So it's really cool to kind of make those connections as an adult with something that I loved as a child. Um, 
And I think, like you said, like when life experiences happen, you can, you know, escape to or relate to things that happen in the story more. Yeah. Than you could as a kid. Um, yeah. It's yeah. Life changing. Yes. No. So, so yep. Yeah, that's our, uh, go read Harry Potter if you haven't. Right. Podcast. <laughs> we didn't give too many spoilers, so. I don't think so. I think it's pretty spoiler-free. I think it was, yeah. I don't think anybody would be mad. Hopefully it was just like a really good, like, now I really want to read it. We should do like a book club where we both read the first book and like make oh, notes. That'd yeah. be fun. That would be fun. Like each be a lot of fun. book talking about like what we learn as an adult. Yeah. And see the different things to it. That'd be so fun. Maybe do like a a regular podcast of like, okay, quick Harry Potter update. All right. That'd be good. All right. Well, y'all just heard another idea at the end of this podcast. So <laughs> coming up with, you're never gonna get rid of me. I slipped into your DMs and now you're stuck with me. I'm stuck with Lauren. Oh, I guess it's a good place to be stuck in our twinning Harry Potter shirts. Right. <laughs> We had to wait for mine to come in and do this. So. It worked out perfectly, though, because life, like, got crazy for me um, when you were waiting for your shirt. So it was, like, perfect timing because then your shirt came in. It's like, great, great. Well, my life calmed down a little bit. So let's do it. Right. We're going to have to, when, whenever we meet in person, whenever that is, we'll have to take a twinning photo and send it mm-hmm. to Oh, yeah. No. I'll probably... I should um, screenshot this after, during the recording, I'll screenshot this and send it to her. Like one of these to be like, look. That would be so fun. You're going to be featured. But Well, thank you again. This yes. So fun. I thank you. Thank you enough for the opportunities to just get to chat. I know. No, you too. Thank you for coming on and, and getting my brain off of work for the rest of the evening, probably, because now I don't really want to think about work. I know, now I want to drink a cup of tea even though it's 90 degrees and read Harry Potter. Thank you so much for listening to us chat all things Harry Potter. We might have another one coming soon. I don't know. I feel like there's a lot more we could talk about. It's always fun to have Lauren on the podcast. Again, friends, you can find her over on Instagram at Lauren Gius. We also will be putting this podcast on YouTube. So you'll get to see us because we have something very special to share. We actually were twinning for this episode. We both wore our peachy speechy Wingardian Leviosa IPA shirts. So make sure you check that out on my YouTube channel. It's Marie Marie. Muratala. Also, make sure you head on over to uh, Instagram at thanksmorris if you want to find me there or find me over at thanksmorris.com where you can actually nominate yourself or another person to be on the podcast. All right, friends, have a magical day.